Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. All right, so we have another fantastic show for you guys tonight. Well, you guys, gals, and, you know, everyone else. Um, we have an international event going on today. Um, Addy is joining us from across the pond over there in Scotland. Uh, I said before we started recording this that I, I um, my hot take is he's America's favorite Scotsman, uh, you know, replacing Sean Connery, uh, who Addy said is admittedly an asshole. Addy is not an asshole. Addy, why don't you tell us a little about you? Uh, hello. Thank you for having me on the show, Drew. Uh, yeah, I'm Addy from the accent. Uh, you can tell that I'm Scottish. You cannot see that I am wearing a giant Scotland flag as a cape and drinking iron brew um got to keep up the brand uh, uh yeah by day i just do government admin stuff nothing particularly exciting by night i just do lots and lots of trivia i'm in like 10 different online quiz leagues i do various podcasts whenever people kindly invite me on um that's about it really yeah i was really hoping you were going to say by night you fight crime mm, no i i'm far too much of a coward for that <laughs> well i mean in fairness though in a sense you fight crime by not committing them right in a sense, yeah. When the going gets tough, the tough hide under the table, in my case. <laughs> hey, listen, the table's a safe place to be, all right? And in the other corner, coming here from the United States, woo, go USA. Um, Kelly, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Thank you, guys. I'm Kelly McClure. Um, I live in North Carolina, and yeah, I'm a product manager for a major med tech company during the day. So I spend all my time on the internet. Um, yeah, and I read a lot of books. Um, I think, fun fact for this year, uh, my husband Brian bought me a, a Kindle this summer for my birthday um, in July. And since then I have read 82 books. Nice. So do you read more books than he watches movies or is it pretty close? Yes. Um, but only because I read really fast and you can't control how fast you can watch a movie. Like the time is pretty, pretty much set. Um, although when I was gone in, in Germany for work, I think he watched probably 30 movies in the three weeks that I was gone. So, you know, we, we, we might be on par. He missed you. So we're going to go ahead and kick this off. This game is actually really fun. Because uh, up until Addy and Kelly messaged me last night and were like, hey, are we still doing this tomorrow? I had completely forgotten about the game, so I didn't write it at all. Um, and so I was out while they reminded me. So I just started sending messages to a bunch of uh, people in the trivia community and gave them categories. And I'm like, hey, I need two questions in this category. So we have a fun, pretty crowdsourced game today. I obviously took care of the final categories for you guys, um, which you'll find out about later. Addy, since you haven't played this version before, the fun thing is for the final, um, you each gave me a category you specialize in, so you will be uh, both answering a question in each category. So this this should be interesting. It's going to be fun. All right, but our first category is going to be in the Jeffrey Seguritan current events round. Uh, Woo! Yep. Every week I like to take some questions from Jeffrey Seguritan's Trivia Mastery Initiative. Uh, one of your best resources out there for current events questions. Um, Kelly, what do you think Addy knows about current events? You want to wager 10 or 20 for this guy? Mm, I think he subscribes to TMI and you ought to know. So I'm going to say 10. I think he's <laughs> pretty caught up. I think he does also. Uh, Addy, what about for Kelly? You think she's in the know? Yeah, I think so. I'm also going to go 10. All right. Well, Addy, you're up first. Elon Musk cut half of what company's workforce shortly after purchasing it. By all appearances, he's doing a fine job of running the company into the ground in a few short weeks. Oh, I think this is going to be a sociological study uh, 
people PhD theses are going to be written on this in a few years' time. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. How on earth do you destroy a 20-year-old company, one of the most dominant on planet Earth in the space of like three months? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> it is Twitter. Yeah, he's doing a fine job. I'm a, I'm a little upset that uh, he stopped doing the $8 verification check marks because, uh, you know, just a few hours after he did that, before I found out about it, I may or may not have registered the uh, the Twitter handle Tad Cruz 69. Um, and I was going to make a fun little Ted Cruz uh, verified account, but unfortunately I couldn't. Yeah, I think Elon Musk is learning that human trolls are far, far worse than bots when it comes to internet shenanigans. <laughs> have been amazing, and what's also interesting is just the, the real-world implications which nobody really seems to have considered. I mean, there was a parody, for example, Lockheed Martin's stock saying, we are going to stop all sales to places like Saudi Arabia until human rights abuses are investigated, and their stock fell like 5% within minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Eli Lilly lost $30 billion in one day. Yeah. Um, in fairness, you know, they're scum-sucking, you know, pieces of shit. So, hey. Um, <laughs> all right, Kelly. Not to be outdone by Elon Musk failures over at Twitter, this Mark Zuckerberg company cut 13% of its own workforce recently. See, now now I'm torn because there's a parent company. And then all right, like Natalie and Bruno. people. I'm going to go with Meta. All right. You shouldn't have been torn. Uh, it is Meta. Yeah, that's the that's the overarching umbrella for all their nonsense now. You know, after, you know, after decades of, uh, you know, people assuming he was an alien, he had to go and make his own world. I mean, yeah, he kind of is an alien. Yeah, he is. He is totally. All right. So we're both off to a strong start. Ten points across the board. Feeling each other out here. Some opening jabs. I like it. Better than feeling each other up. Be hard for four thousand. <laughs> I mean, away. since that, you're married, Kelly. Yeah, I'm not gonna gonna do that. Brian. That would that would make for a more interesting show. <laughs> Brian's oh, kicked my ass in a podcast before. That I'm fine with. I am less keen on taking on an ex-military guy in real life. It's oh, like, oh no 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 no. He he was he was on a submarine. It's very very I, different. I didn't say army. I said military. They called him Ted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in, he was in a bunch were... of the armed forces. Well, no, Addy, I think the I think the fair compensation for getting beaten in a trivia game is, you know, taking your opponent's wife. Isn't that isn't that how it goes? No? It's not that Yeah, kind of I mean voice. I mean that's legit. <laughs> you have the accent going for you. He can't be mad. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, your second category today is going to be in movies, and it's brought to you by Nick Groves. Uh, I will take this time to say, F you, Nick Groves. We hate you, Nick Groves. <laughs> Kelly, what do you think Addy knows about movies? I think this is his stronger category, so we're going to go with 10. I'm going to go with 10. Okay. And Addy, what about for Kelly? I know Brian is really great on movies. I'm honestly not sure if Kelly is or not. I'm going to take a chance and go 10. All right. Let's see here. All right, so we're on an even number question. So, Kelly, you go first. In the Halloween movie franchise, in what fictional Illinois town does Laurie Strode live? So normally, like, Brian's the movie person, but, like, I, I enjoy them as well, except for the entire horror genre. Uh, I've never seen a Halloween movie. Fictional town. Um, Terrorville. Real town in New Jersey. <laughs> nope, never nope yeah I, I knew that wouldn't help that's why i threw it in there yeah my guess of terrorville is going to be incorrect terrorville no it is not terrorville it's haddonfield all right addy throwing it over to you now what is the name of the city state ruled by lord farquaad that serves as the primary location of the movie shrek oh now i have seen these films first two were amazing third one was bad and the fourth one was just horrific um I think, I hope I'm getting this right. I think it's called Far, Far Away. The point is they're going to a land far, far away. And I think it's actually called Far, Far Away. Um, let me just... I'm probably close, but not right. It's whether or not the, the name of the 
little town is in Far Far Away or not. Yep. Uh, All right, so Far Far Away is where Fiona is the princess of. Where most of the movie takes place is Duloc, which is ruled by Lord Farquaad. Okay. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, I know Far Far Away is part of this. Like, what's the... No, uh, no harm, no foul there. You guys just traded 10 points there, so we are still tied up. Uh, your next question, brought to you by Adam Spees, of course, is in the category of alcohol. Thanks, Adam. Yep, yep. When I need an alcohol question, I go to Adam Spees. Addy, what do you think Kelly knows about alcohol? I think Kelly's okay on alcohol, uh, so I'm going to go 10. And Kelly, what about for Addy? I'm going to take a risk here because Addy's a really good trivia player, but he's also a teetotaler, uh, so he doesn't it... drink. So I'm going to I'm gonna go 20 on this one. All right. Wager of 20 for Addy. But you're also taking a gamble here because you know one of uh, Adam's beverages of choice, probably. So Addy, there are five regions known for making scotch. The Highlands, the Lowlands, Speyside, Campbelltown, and what island known for making peaty, smoky malt whiskeys? Uh, could you say them again more slowly, please? I need to write these down. Yeah, absolutely. The Highlands, the Lowlands, uh, Speyside. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, so don't uh, don't kill no, me. Yes, by the way, that's, no, that's right. Slogan. That's right. Oh, yes, beautiful. That's how I've always like drunkenly pronounced it, so I was hoping it was right. And Campbelltown, and what island known for making peaty, smoky malt whiskeys? Oh, uh, yeah, I was mixing, I mixed up in my head, there's two, there's two of the game with the same letter. I think this is Isla, or they spell Isla, it's I-S-L-A-Y. Yep, and it is Isla, and I did look up the pronunciation of that, because I didn't want to sound like a complete idiot, so. Yeah, I think this is, uh, I, I was, uh, Lisa Wolfish and Adam Turoff were, um, shout out to them, were over here um, visiting Scotland, I went, spent, so I decided to join them up for a whole week up in Edinburgh, which is like 80 miles north from me. Adam is a massive, massive whiskey buff, and we did like we did a we spent a day touring whiskey distilleries. We did two of the distilleries. My mother spent her childhood living in one because her father, my grandfather, was the last living tax exciseman when whiskey distilleries still had an actual tax man living on the premises. That's, so that's cool. He yeah. grew up actually living in a distillery. Um, and when she went oh, up there for her high school reunion. A couple of decades ago, like the some of the staff who still remembered her from when she was a little kid. That's so cool. Um, That's so I, 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 I told the staff there when I was there this time, and I saw them. Um, like they showed me like pictures of my grandfather's old house. That's super cool. Uh, which was really cool. That was the Glen Goyne Distillery, uh, which is an interesting fact about Glen Goyne is the fact that literally the road crosses the road. It's split in two by the boundary between Highland and Lowland distilleries. So half the facility is on one side of the road, specifically so they can say they make Highland whiskey. And the other part of it is in the Lowland side. But That's they can call cool. themselves Highland whiskey because the right part of it is literally on the right side of the road. <laughs> That's excellent. I want to live in a distillery. Of course, I would choose to give him 20 points on the f***ing Scotland question. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. Any other alcohol question, and I do have a weird habit of getting alcohol questions right, even though I don't drink. Like I do here, I spent my student days in Glasgow, one of the alcohol capitals of Europe. So I, I have my, I have had my stories. <laughs> I have not always been teetotal. All right, Kelly. Well, don't worry. Here comes your question. Um. What spirit comes from the distillation of juniper berries? Gin. Gin. Well, you said that sounds like you have some stories. Uh, yeah. Like the one time I drank an entire fifth of Bombay Sapphire in one evening. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I was sick um, for three days. <laughs> I believe it. So I've but only ever it. had a sip of gin because I found it disgusting. Um, so therefore it took me close to a decade to come to the realization that I might be allergic to juniper. So anytime I've ever had um, Jägermeister, I've gotten violently ill, even just like a half a shot and I'll be sick. Um, so I finally decided to like, look into what's in Jaeger and sure enough, there's juniper in Jaeger. And the only other time I had juniper, I just never finished the drink because I fucking hated gin. So I was like, huh, the common theme here is juniper. Interesting. 
Jägermeister is the absolute devil. The worst time that I got drunk on a work night, the night before I was at work, was when I went for a quiet drink with a couple of friends after work. Hadn't had any dinner at all, but literally there's only a couple of quiet drinks with a couple of friends. Somebody came in, we got talking, said, well, what's the what's your absolute least favourite drink of all? What's the absolute worst? Oh, I can't stand Jägermeister, I can't drink. I rent barman, I rent a Jägermeister's, please. Um, <laughs> that was a night that ended with me, that I ended up drunk enough that I swigged uh, contact lens saline solution because I had it on me and I was curious as to what it tasted like. How'd that go? Um, Ouch. It basically just tastes like salty water. Um, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just saline. Yeah. Work the next day was um, painful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to I used to play a weekly trivia game at a bar that uh, did like a mystery shot in the second round, and uh, literally like took a sip, got up from the table, told my team, uh, "I'll be right back," but there's definitely Jaeger in that. <laughs> Proceeded to go throw up, came back, and I like I let the bartender know, I'm like, "Listen, like I got a problem with Jaeger." Uh, if there's ever Jaeger in the drink going forward, just let me know and we just won't take the fucking points. Like, <laughs> Oof. but I mean, that's, that's one way to be able to identify a mystery shot. That's Brian with tequila. Really? Yeah. Like oh. goes blind type. Wow. Yeah. No tequila for Brian. Or all the tequila for Brian. Yeah, my be- my best day in go- my best friend in Glasgow uh, was like that. That there was a night out that she drank an entire bottle of tequila. I drank an entire bottle of sewers, of apple sewers, and then we went to the nightclub. Uh, <laughs> no, he had he had like, like one margarita and was it wasn't an entire bottle. But it was fifteen shots, which is still which is good at least half a bottle of, of tequila. Uh, yeah, that night didn't end well either. Yeah, tequila's hit or miss for me. If it's good tequila, I'm fine. If it's like crappy tequila, it's uh it's a nightmare. All right. Well, Kelly. Oh, wait, nope. I flipped those. Addie has taken a slight lead. This is why I can't be trusted to write things down. Yeah, with this scoring system, I uh I don't drink during my podcasts anymore. Not that I would be drinking at, you know, 10 in the morning, but it is, it's a weekend, so who knows? I might do. No <laughs> this is why I like this community. All right, so Addie, you've taken a slight lead of 40 to 30 heading into our fourth question, which is going to be the Gary Middleton fun with flags round. I love Gary Middleton. So do I. Gary's one of my favorite people. Um, his His brand of humor can just blindside you and take you, like, by complete surprise sometimes um and so he can also take your money in a poker game pretty easily oh yeah yeah do not ever play gary in any game of chance because you cannot tell (laughs) what he's thinking at all um well he's he's part of a weekly poker game that i sometimes join and uh he's taken some of my money i've taken some of his though not nearly as much though all right uh, Kelly, what do you think Addy knows about flags? I mean, he is wearing one. He is wearing one. What does he know probably, about other flags? Probably more than what I know, so I'm going to go with 10. That's fair. Okay. Addy, she tipped her hand there a little bit. What yeah, do you do? I, I, I haven't got the slightest idea, but I'm going to take a chance here and go 20. All right. All right, so we're on even questions. So, Kelly, while both of you are stars in my eyes, how many stars appear on the flag of China? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, it's pronounced... China. I think, well, I think I have no idea. I'm going to go with an educated guess and say 12. 12 is incorrect. Addie's gamble paid off there. I got this one wrong recently. I know it now because I was confident in, I think, in a live trivia game and got it wrong. Well, the answer is five. I was confident on four for some reason. The big one and little ones dotted uh, around it. Hmm. Gary gave me uh, three questions to pick two from. Uh, one, I was just like, neither of them is getting this. You're going to have to ask us that what the other one after this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Because, um, like, flags are such a, you either know it or you don't for a lot of them. And it's one of Gary's favorite categories. So I was, that's why I was like, all right, I got I to gotta get some flag questions out of Gary. All right. Um, Addy, what type of tree is depicted on the flag of Lebanon? 
Oh, I actually do know this one. Uh, this is a, I don't know why, I assume it's because they're grown a lot there or there's some sort of symbolism with the country, but it's a cedar. Correct. All right. So, Addy, that was a great round for you there, picking up 30 total points. But don't worry, the game is still young. All right. So we are moving into our food category. And that is brought to you by my friend, Carrie Carolyn. Addy, what do you think that Kelly knows about food? We know she at Kelly's, least eats it from time to time. Yeah, I think Kelly's, Kelly's pretty strong on food, I think. Uh, so I'm going 10. 10, okay. Kelly, what about for Addy? I'm going to do the same. All right. Addy, the first question goes to you. What spicy South Indian soup, often featuring chicken or lentils, takes its name from the Tamil words for pepper and water? It was also prominently featured in an episode of Seinfeld. I once asked this question in a quiz, in a quiz that I wrote, and I, it was really, really fiendish because it was an alphabet round. So all the answers started with the same, started with consecutive letters. And once you knew, once you knew what one letter was, you knew what the next one was. And this one, it began. So you, you knew it if you got the answers either side. You knew that it began with I. And it's and a lot, a lot of teams put um, put Ireland with this because it sounded extremely Irish. But I believe this is Mulligatawny. It is Mulligatawny. Most Irish name ever. <laughs> Good get there. All right. So Kelly, puff pastry, croissants, and Danish all share what type of dough so named for the dozens of layers created through a labor-intensive process of rolling and folding? Mm. We always just called it puff pastry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Blakey Grand's Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Pillsbury. Uh, no, this is laminated dough. The, oh, the yeah. process of... Uh, Rolling and folding dough is lamination, so it's laminated dough. Okay. I, can, I can't cook to save my life. I famously burn water and hot hot things and sharp things just result in me being injured. I, I was discussing actually with Kelly the other day that I have like multiple scars on my hands from washing the dishes. Yeah, uh, things like a glass, like, I, I, like buying a. I don't recommend buying glassware from a dollar store or equivalent because one exploded in my hand taking a chunk out of my palm Ooh. and I've, I've been known to flip kitchen knives over whilst washing them so i end up running my thumb along the sharp end mercifully because it's already immersed in water there wasn't much pain involved but there was a uh, but there is still a scar <laughs> yeah, we, we don't give addy sharp things no, i have like a i still have my first ever scar from uh, scar which I got when uh, using an axe in, in a, at a scout camp cutting kindling I was sort of slicing the axe down and then the axe slipped and went into my, went into my hand and yeah, that I was, was, when I, that, I was like 12 and, real, and that was when I learned that like blood, blood actually just causes an adrenaline spike in me so I just actually I'm I'm a horrendously anxious neurotic person I am never calmer when I'm covered in blood apparently because of the sheer adrenaline. So I went up to my hand, actually just like, basically just a red mass that I'm holding in front of me saying, yeah, I think something's gone wrong here. I'm not really too sure what's going on here. And then everybody else starts freaking out. And I'm like, well, it's fine. <laughs> like, no, it's not fine. No axes anymore. And the Netflix special about Scotland's newest serial killer is coming out next week. <laughs> Surprisingly calm around blood. <laughs> Now, Addy wouldn't kill anyone. Well, your sixth category is going to be in sports, and it's brought to you by Scott Barber. Kelly, what do you think Addy knows about sports? Mm, I'm going to go with a 20, just because I need the points. <laughs> and I hope that he can, I can hope he gets it wrong. Fair enough. And Addy, what about for Kelly? Uh, I don't know. I know Kelly knows a lot more about sports than I do, because I've seen discussions involving, like, Saturday football, etc. Um, so I'm going to go with 10. So Kelly, the first ever FIFA World Cup held in 1930 saw the host country Uruguay defeat what South American team in a rematch of the 1928 gold medal game, which was also won by Uruguay? Mm -hmm. In a South American country. I was going to say, that's it's going to be pick one, uh, Brazil. I'm sorry, the answer was Argentina. Addie, I know jack shit about sports. <laughs> okay, it's literally fair. only college football. Fair. Well, Addie, the most recent FIFA World Cup final held in 2018, men's FIFA World Cup final. I should have specified that for the first one, too. I'm sorry. 
Um, the most recent men's FIFA World Cup final held in 2018 saw France, who beat Argentina in the round of 16 and Uruguay in the quarterfinals, defeat what European team, which made its first ever appearance in the final? See, I'm, I'm good at soccer by American standards. I'm not that great on it by UK standards. I'm hoping I've got this right. However, the, I'm hoping it was this is the World Cup and not the Euros. Oh, oh goodness. Um, the 2018. So I'm, I'm confusing in my head the World Cup and the European Championships. As one does. Uh, I'm going to say Portugal. I'm sorry, it was not ah! Portugal. Kelly picks up a much-needed 20 points on that one. Is it Croatia? It is Croatia. Yep, I was mixing up. Point flip yeah, wrong on, on the Euros. And Croatia, who had beaten England, I think. Yeah, I believe you're right on that. I follow a lot more uh, football than the average American, but you know, compared to anyone outside of America, my my soccer knowledge is freaking garbage. But uh, I would have been very happy if Portugal had been in the final because I'm a Portugal fan. So <laughs> I'm just saying, well, Scotland will never ever make the do well in the World Cup. So I just support anybody but England. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> most like, almost my entire family is English. I am essentially ethnically English. So it's just, it's just the rivalry thing. It's not actual bigotry or prejudice. I just it's, it's also it's more that the English media here will never shut up about any England success for decades. <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of how England does about everything though. So yeah, anytime yeah. someone from Scotland is successful, oh they're British. Yep. But particularly, I mean, like the three, like three lines on the shirt, the old nineteen ninety six thing. That was thirty years after they won the World One Cup, and they are still, and now it's now it's fifty years, and they are still, they're still going on about still it. Yep. All right. So heading into our seventh round, Addy, you're up a hundred to fifty, but with this scoring system, it's anyone's game still. All right. We're heading into a uh, geography question brought to you by Chris Liguori. Um, Addy, what do you think Kelly knows about geography? I think Kelly's good on geography, but I'm not 100%. I'm going to say 10. 10, okay. And Kelly, what about for Addy? Yeah, we're also going to go with 10. So this is an odd question. So Addy, you're up first. Ooh, and the way the dice rolls on this one, I might say advantage Kelly. Addy, how many U.S. capital cities are west of Los Angeles? Hey, while it's U.S.-based question, let's be real. Europeans know more about geography than Americans, even our own geography. True. That's fair. Um, <laughs> at my live game that I do on Monday night, one of the guys, there's several rotating hosts, one of whom always does a map, does a picture-based map round. And what's annoying is that he does it pencil-drawn, and it's non-mercator. So yeah. it looks like it actually, it actually does. Which meant that like last week's game, for example, we had to try and place the so the former Soviet republics. Trying to place the Soviet republics when there's no of the none of the external countries was difficult. Um, even a guy who was there who was a student of Soviet geography still managed to get two the wrong way around. Um, okay, so west of Los Angeles. So obviously, the Kansas is one of the four states on the on the coast. You've got two or three above it but i feel like this is one of those cases where sacrament where los angeles is probably further east so it's probably more than just the three i'm still basically basically guessing i'm, I'm gonna try five. Oh, so close it's six so um in california la is east of sacramento so you've got california uh Carson City, Nevada is actually west of Los Angeles. That's how far east uh just because the way California cuts, that's how far east Los Angeles is. Um Salem and Olympia on the west coast there. And then Honolulu and Juneau. So you've got six. I think I, yeah, I think I forgot. I was thinking about the I was I was trying to work out the ones on the mainland and I for, completely forgot that yeah Gino and Honolulu would, would absolutely have to be. Yep. Yeah. I uh I was actually further off than you, Addy. I said four very confidently. Uh, I basically thought, well, maybe it's the three on the three on the western coast and then maybe two from further from just like that are slightly 
on the, yeah. on the eastern side of California, but Los Angeles is probably further uh, is probably further east of them. And yeah, I completely forgot about the other two. Yeah, I completely forgot about the shape of California. So Carson City didn't cross my mind. And I'm like, well, L.A. is on the coast. So Sacramento is clearly east of that. Uh, yeah, no. Um, well, that was that was pre-coffee, so I'm excused. There's an equivalent question. That's a cool question, just, though. There's it an is. equivalent thing for the U.K., um, which I'm not going to ask in case it's the next question. I assume it's not, but um, but there's there's a but there's a similar there's a similar question um, related to UK geography because the way because the way the UK swings like most of most of England is actually further is actually is actually further east or west of Canada, which around it is than the Scotland, but it's not the way it actually skews is not the way it looks on the map. Interesting. Like the the west coast of England is generally further east than the east coast of Scotland. Addy. What is the largest country by landmass solely located in the southern hemisphere? This is the Kelly. That's me. Oh, Kelly. Um, See, I can't keep track of you people. It's fine. We look so similar. I mean, it's so similar. It's it's Kelly's beard. It is. It is. He's done my and my long red hair. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> largest country by landmass south of. In the southern hemisphere, you said. Yep. Hmm. Um, I know this is a trick question. Um, I'm gonna guess Argentina. Nope, it wasn't a trick question. Remember, I didn't write it. Uh, <laughs> it's Australia. Damn it. It's okay. You both just trade ten points there. Yep. All right, Kelly, you have a few rounds here to to catch up a bit, but you're still you're still not out of wa- wagering range. So Addie is still in danger, regardless. <sighs> All right, your eighth category is actually brought to you by two people because I'm in a group chat with the pub trivia experience guys, and they couldn't follow the simple instructions of each taking a single category. Um, so your round of history is split between Mike Mott and Tim Dipple. Um, Kelly, what do you think Addie knows about history? Mm, probably a lot. I guess 10. And Addie, what do you think Kelly knows about history? It's a nice broad topic. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, that it could be basically anything. I'm gonna say ten. All right, tens across the board here. Addie playing a nice defensive position. I like it. Kelly, you're up first here. Which U.S. state took the longest to send a woman to Congress, doing so just this year? She probably has some toasty mittens. Ah, oh, your face is priceless right now. Toasty what mittens. the fuck does mittens have to do with Congress, you rat bastard? I mean, there's there's like there's a lot of potential options there. I feel like this is probably not right because I lived there, but mittens, sure. We're gonna go with Michigan. No, wasn't going for the shape of the state there. Yeah. Was going for uh another famous politician there that got known for his mittens. Bernie, Bernie it's Bernie Sanders. Vermont. It's Vermont. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I added the mitten clue because I was just like, okay, just going, just going solely based off the current event. It's recent enough that a lot of people might not grab that one. So I'm like, okay, I need to throw a clue on that one. Yeah, that's a that's a good clue actually because it, it's recent, but it's not so recent within the context of time. Yeah. Because what is time over the last? The like, definition of recent, yeah, is two years ago. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 whole COVID time continuum is just oof. You know, I don't know if something was yesterday or like four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um all right, Addie, your history question. Not as current. Um in 1448, the Venetian Senate declared that due to concerns over outbreaks of the plague, ships arriving in the city would have to sit at anchor for how long before being allowed to dock? Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, you heard it just now. Okay, no, uh, um, I know that this is the origin. This is the problem. Okay, I know this is what word this gives the origin to, but it's a question of how long. That, but I'm, I still feel like I'm going to end up mixing up and getting the number wrong. Um, I'm going to say forty days. I know it's to do with the origin of the word quarantine, but I don't know which derivation of quarantine of four it is. But I'm going to say you forty are, days. You are right on both accounts, and you took my flavor text. Damn it. <laughs> like is it four days is it four weeks is it 40s <laughs> all right so 
We're heading into question nine. This one is brought to you by a real douchebag. It's the one. The in the, no, it's the one in the game that I wrote. <laughs> I was I was going for Carmella on this one, but uh, while Messenger showed her online, she hasn't read it yet. So, um, you know, damn her for not being available last minute to write a space question for me. <laughs> space. Um, so Kelly, what do you think Addie knows about space? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to go for 20 points and hope that he gets it wrong because I need them. That is fair. Addie, what about for Kelly? Um, I also don't know. I'm just going to play defensively and see 10. That's the smart move on your part. Best offense is a good defense. All right. So Addie, what was the name of the NASA program from 1961 to 1972 the goal of which was to put humans on the moon and return them safely to Earth. Oh, is, is this just Apollo? This is just Apollo. Damn it. It's like, oh, oh different national programs. Oh, wait, those specific dates. That's when the moon landings happened. It is. All right, Kelly, what was the name of the mission that first carried astronauts to the moon? Apollo 11? It was Apollo 11. All right, so heading into our final question of regulation. Addy, you're up 150 to 70. So this question is vital here, Kelly, and it's going to be in literature. And once again, it's Mike Mott and Tim Dipple splitting it because they don't follow instructions. Yeah, I feel like every time I guess 20, it's not going well for me. So I'm going to say 10. 10, absolutely. And Addie, what about for Kelly? Does she seem to be at her book learning? I think that Kelly reads just a little bit, maybe, sort of. Um, and yeah, I, yes, I'm, I'm going 10. There's no way, there's no way on earth that I'm, that I'm giving Kelly 20 points on, the, on this one. There's literally books sitting right behind both of you, so this should be interesting. All yeah, right. we've got hundreds of them in my house. Yeah, the difference is that, is that but reading books and, and having books are very different hobbies, and Kelly actually tends to read them. <laughs> I do both. I, both. <laughs> my to read pile is a hell of a lot larger than my recently read pile. I can say that, unfortunately. Uh, I did the math and was really disappointed to learn that I will not live long enough to finish my TBR. Damn. It's impossible. <laughs> wow. Never say never. I mean, medical science is advancing. That's true. You could just that's be true. a head in a jar that's like got books propped up in front of it someday. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that might be your dream. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right, Kelly. What fictional bear first made an appearance in a book back in 1926 in England, but takes its name from a bear that was adopted in Canada? Its name was inspired by the city the bear was from. Is that Paddington? It is not Paddington. Damn it. It's the it's other fictional time. bear. Winnie the Pooh, named for Winnie. I just saw the the clip of Paddington talking to the Queen, and I was like, "Sure." <laughs> and then, oh, that's another one that's been. Have you seen the parodies of that? There's been a whole, mm-hmm. and particularly ones involving Liz Truss. Uh, <laughs> that, that happened. The parodies involving Liz Truss happened even before it happened. Like as soon as the Queen dies, well, could you just now just, just <laughs> could Liz Truss please be next? And then with that happened, happened like, oh yeah, <laughs> good job. Except I, obviously didn't actually die. I would just like to see like a parody with uh King Charles sitting down with Paddington and Paddington just being like Fuck you. <laughs> there pro- that probably exists. There are, I suspect there are a lot of memes involving Paddington Bear and the Grim uh, and the Grim <laughs> So a lot is riding on Addie's question on this one. Because Addie with Kelly getting that one wrong, you have you now have 160 to her 70. If you get this wrong. She can reach you in uh, in the final wager here. If you get this right, you lock her out and effectively make the final questions I wrote useless. The Jeopardy, the Jeopardy uh, think music is already going for my <laughs> <laughs> No pressure here. Um, so if you don't like this question, uh, you can send complaints to Mike Mott over at the uh, Pub Trivia Experience. Um, all right. The Pulitzer Prize for the novel was changed in 1948 to be the Pulitzer Prize for fiction 
to allow the inclusion of short story collections and novellas. What collection of interrelated short stories about World War II was the first to win the newly named award? Could you repeat that question, please? Absolutely, because I was stumped by it. Uh, the Pulitzer Prize for the novel was changed in 1948 to be the Pulitzer Prize for fiction to allow the inclusion of short story collections and novellas. What collection of interrelated short stories about World War II was the first to win the newly named award? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a reason that made it into the 10th round. <laughs> yeah, I am really cursing my coin flip on Portugal Croatia right about now. Um... <laughs> I'm not. It's making it a more interesting game right now. <laughs> well, true. It, that, that's true. Um, I've got nothing. I, I, I cannot. I don't, I, don't, I don't have an answer. All right. Well, that would be Tales of the South Pacific by James Meichner. Have not heard of the book or the author. Kelly, so... have you heard of either of those? Um, I think it's James Mickner. Mickner, okay. There you I've, go. I've yeah. heard of him, but I've never I've never read it. All right, well that's fair. But with uh with Addie's miss there, it is now 160 to 80. Um, so I'll reveal to you your final categories. And then you'll send me your wagers, your final categories tonight. Addie selected James Bond. Uh, or should I say Bond? James Bond. And uh, Kelly, being the literary person she is, selected romance novels. In the hopes that Addie knows nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> and it is now time to head into Bond. James Bond. Addie. Um, so what I do for what I do for these, because obviously one of you is going to be the expert in the category and the other is not necessarily the expert gets the harder level question in both categories. So don't don't worry too much if romance novels aren't your thing. Fair. <laughs> Although I have a feeling that bookshelf is chock full of them behind you. But most of the ones you can see it, well, that Drew and Kelly can see are basically encyclopedias, I think. Ooh. So there's there's another couple of fiction ones, but mm, well, no, that, there's not there's definitely nothing that could be no the novel Ring is definitely not construable as a romance. <laughs> no. Um, Addie, Spectre is a fictional organization appearing in both the James Bond novels and movies. What does Spectre stand for? I need a couple of minutes on this one. Absolutely. Take your time. Throw another fucking cake up in the Keurig while you're doing that. Whatever happens, this has been a really fun game. All the time I get to spend with you is fun. Likewise. Whether I win or not. Likewise. Did, 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 did you know, by the way, that I suggested you as an opponent? Did, did, I don't know if you actually told you that much. No, I don't think you did. But that's... Yay. Yeah. Yeah, like Drew, I asked me like who I would who would want to go up against, and yeah, like your name came fairly quickly to mind. So, it's like, yeah, I play I play Brian. Like I speak to you a lot. And, yeah, it'd be cool too. Yeah, he had initially suggested that I go up against Dustin Resch, who is my mama llama in Learned League and an A Rudler, and I was like, I'd rather not be completely embarrassed. Like, so, I, I, like, the thing I, about I, Dustin is as good as he is. He historically underperforms on my podcast. Yeah, no, he'd still kick my ass. And like, I suggest, like, I, I, I would as much as I would quite like to go up against Rowan. Like, I played against, okay, I, I play with Rowan a lot, and I play, I played against Rowan in mere format games, and like, that isn't going to be balanced. That's going to be fun, especially since technically Drew was the Drew, uh, was actually the original first person in No Better Social Distance in the Atlantic Ocean with Rowan. I think that hmm. technically we oh, did gee. it for. Lead for Lee George's broken buzzer. I think that was the first time that that team came together. But like, I don't see how you're gonna balance that realistically. Right. <laughs> like, I love Rowan, obviously, but Rowan is like the amount of J prep that they have done is like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forget what podcast it was, but my my best showing like ever in a podcast, I lost to them by like a question and i was i was so happy just being within like a few a few points of rowan on that <laughs> yeah like okay I, 
I have my answer. I hope that I've got it. I know I've got the last part of it right. All right. What's your What's your answer? Uh, special executive for counterterrorism, revenge, and extortion. All right. One more time, just to make sure I got it. Yes. Special executive for counterterrorism, revenge, and extortion. And I realized I fucked that up, but that was an answer. All right. No worries at all. All right, Kelly. 2012 Skyfall was the first Bond film to win two Oscars, grabbing awards for both sound editing and original song. The song was performed by what artist who was 24 at the time? I know this one. Um, although recently, I think I learned that her name is pronounced Adele, not Adele. But yes, it's it's a So in romance novels, Kelly, the first question goes to you. The first writer inducted into the Romance Writer of America Hall of Fame is this author, whose real name is Eleanor Marie Robertson. She also has another pseudonym that she writes a series of romantic suspense novels under. What do we what do we mostly know her as? That's Nora Roberts, and her pseudonym is J.D. Robb for the In-Death series, which is also excellent. Yes! <laughs> Eve Dallas is such a bad I've read them all. the main character of that I've series. I've read them all. You have? So is my mom. That's awesome. Yeah, someone I dated my freshman year of college got me into them, and I've read them ever since. This is my favorite of hers. It's about a vampire. Like, pre, pre-Twilight. pre Like, actual, like, we'll die in the sun vampire. I like vampires. Addie, your romance novel question. I can't believe that in 1999, this man, who has appeared on the cover of 460-something romance novels, killed a goose with his face while riding a roller coaster. I've, oh, dear. I'm absolutely still kicking myself with the bloody Bond one because I can't believe I didn't work. I think this is Fabio. This, oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Now we're going to go back over all the answers. <laughs> all right. So for Spectre, Addy, oh, so freaking close. Why did I say counterterrorism? It's not, they're a terrorist organization. It's called counter, it's counterfeiting. It's special executive for counterintelligence, counterintelligence. revenge, and extortion. I missed, out the, I missed out the intelligence bit. It's counterintelligence. I don't know why I missed why I just went from That's why I had to ask you to repeat. I'm like, wait, that did, did I did I miss him saying intelligence or was that not in there? Uh, it's a complete brain fart. I just counted the letters and forgot the actual yeah. No worries. Uh Skyfall was performed by Adele. Or Adele. Ch -ch -ch Chip and Adele. Rest Rescue Rangers. It's one of the best theme songs. And also, if you actually listen to the lyrics, the, it basically gives away the plot. The, yes. the, 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 <laughs> last, the, the ending part, because the whole, because without spoiling, Skyfall is Bond's house. It's the house we grew up. So basically, that song is basically telling you what's going to happen at the end of the film, more or less. There's a really cool, it's like a mini documentary it's only like 20 or 30 minutes um that i saw on facebook about the the science of the bond theme song um and how each one has specific elements that are required to to like classify as a bond theme it's it's super cool it goes through like the history of all of the bond themes um so yeah if you get a chance Look it up. Yeah, I don't know if it's only in the US, but in the UK certainly Amazon Prime has a few document has a few documentaries about um one of which is the history of the music and one which is yeah. the history um of the franchise generally, which are they're worth watching. It's cool because it goes into like the music theory part of I don't think like, I've seen that specific one. The structures. one I saw was the longer one about like how they recruited people mm -hmm. to do them and who they and uh, and who they hired. I don't. I've yet to ever work out if it was true or not. The urban legend that in the at the end of the the song Thunderball, <clears throat> Tom Jones actually held that high note for so long he fainted. Really? It's an urban that wouldn't surprise so me. I don't. I cannot. I've tried looking and I cannot work out if it's actually true or not. It goes on for like 30, 40 seconds. Hmm. Wow. All right. Well, moving into romance novels, Kelly, you are absolutely right. That is Nora Roberts. Uh, I am much more familiar with uh, her J.D. Robb persona. Uh, but yeah, Nora Roberts was the first writer inducted into the Romance Writer of America Hall of Fame. And Addie, don't know whether you just straight knew it or picked up on the clues in there. 
but Fabio has been on the cover of 460 something romance novels. I had no idea on the clues that's but I've I've heard yeah. that name in association with romance novels. Yeah. I don't I... He was also a spokesman for I can't believe it's not butter, which is why I started with the I can't believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. If that's uh oh, I, I don't I'm not sure if those efforts were here or not. And uh, tying tying back to the space category, the roller coaster was uh, Apollo's chariot. <laughs> yeah. The best thing that ever happened to the romance novel genre is when they stopped putting covers on them, like the shirtless Fabio thing, because it, it was always so cheesy and it never fit the story. To having like, this is not a, a visual media, but having more normal less really creepy covers i want to start being on the cover of romance novels hello mid-30s yeah. dad bod that's what the hey. ladies want all right hey modern romance man it's all about exactly. it exactly exactly all right so time to reveal your wagers addy you were sitting at 160 uh you missed a question in there what did you wager I wagered what I know about romance novels. Well, apparently not based on that. Uh, but I said I wagered absolutely nothing. And I'm glad I did. So you are still sitting at 160. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, you nailed both of your questions. You were at 80. Did you wager 80 points to tie Addy and force me to have to look up a tiebreak question? <laughs> For the first time in my life, I bet it all and wagered 80. <laughs> All right, so we are heading into a tie break. Oh, Dear man. goodness, this has happened again. I, I won my OPL USA Pop Solos match this week on a nearest to bull tiebreaker after me and Greg Van Ash both went, collectively went zero for 12 on the two sets of three tiebreakers. <laughs> well, American pop culture, and I knew none of them, and he missed them all as well. And yeah, it came down to nearest to bull tiebreaker, which I somehow won. So yeah, tiebreakers. Oh how I love those. <laughs> like I but I knew realistically that I knew it was gonna be literature category from Kelly, and I knew that realistically I was probably gonna have to bit zero because I don't know anything about that. So if it wasn't locked out, it was just gonna come down to hoping that Kelly got it wrong or decide or just decided yeah. to find cover best. Drew literally picked probably the only James Bond question that I would get right. <laughs> the music part. And he probably bet the only picked the only romance novel question that I realistically could have gotten right. And I'm just kicking myself that I wrote the words down for Spectre and somehow missed out half a word. Yeah, generally speaking, when like the, the final categories are something that are, you know, pretty specific to the person picking it. I try to find tie-ins for the for yeah. the other persons. Um, you know, had you picked something like generic, like if you were like, oh, I'm a history person, okay, well then then you, you would have both gotten like probably like pretty medium spicy ones because it's like okay, oh, that's no. approachable. If, for if I was going history, I was going samurai because it's like uh, you gain not visual. <laughs> I actually have an actual. Addy, <laughs> no sharp objects. <laughs> I know. Leave the, the sword I... in the sheath. This is a full-size katana. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that one. Hey, uh, Keep your sword, Drew. I have, somehow, I have never injured myself with this. I have only used it to kill wasps because I am utterly terrified of wasps and it's got a long reach. And so I can use it. You killed a wasp with a katana? Because I'm utterly terrified of wasps and I cannot go any further, any nearer to them than... Did you smack it or did you like straight up cut the bee in half with the katana? <laughs> I, I think it was more smacking because I didn't I didn't want to want to hit hard enough to damage my floor. Uh, so it's a hell of a fly swatter, Addy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I really wish there was like footage of Addy just wildly swinging a katana around trying to kill a bee. I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah. taken that. The mental the image is excellent. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of animal. Like, I, I love animals, but I am utterly, utterly terrified of wasps, and I have had numerous infestations of them. When you see them, like, sitting in your bed. Listen, uh, I'm a very big supporter of, you know, helping the bees survive, and we need them. They get in my house. Hell no. I, I'm not allergic in any way. I hate being stung. Terrifies the crap out of me. 
I got a thing with needles and you know bees are just a flying needle. Me too. I've, I've been stung yeah. four, four times by wasps, twice on the neck, once on the upper lip, and once on my finger because it got into my bag from a baker's. They opened yeah. the bag and it turned out it was there. So I think I was like one well, one of the ones in the neck was because I backed into a wasp. I was playing around as a kid and backed into a wasp in my hedge, which turned out had a wasp's nest in it. Mm. So yeah. I feel like I've got good reason to be scared of them. I generally open the window and give them a chance to fly away, but they generally can't see what the glass and what's not, yeah. so they just smack into the window and they they end up getting injured and so they end up they can't fly, so they're basically stuck on the ground crawling around. That's fair. My first bee sting was in my foot and uh, that hurt like a mother when I was like, it was like when I was like five. And uh, there was a, yeah. a guy who won the Ig Nobel Prize for deliberately getting, working out the pain level or for being stung in, do, in different parts of his body. Like he, he recorded the results scientifically. And that included some very, very intimate places that he he actively allowed himself to, he actually tried to get stung in those places. Yeah, so not happening. Forward. Again, it's the whole, it's the whole needle thing. Other than tattoos. Like, other under than the tattoos, I can't do needles. The fingers and, yeah. No, thanks. Tattoos, zero problem with. Every other needle. So um, I recently started having to do uh, daily insulin injections. And uh, you can ask my fiance. I sit there for like 10 minutes before I'm brave enough to to oh, uh, no. stick myself it's it's not fun yeah it sounds <laughs> like you just need like a like an implanted pump or something <laughs> for well but the problem is i don't need much and the goal is to not have me using it long term uh, ah yeah but for like the first Good. three weeks she had to do it for me and then one night she was out so i was like i'm gonna be brave and do it myself i sat there for like 25 minutes with like a glass of like wine and i was just like okay i can do this that's really hard it's yeah. really hard and i'm proud of you for doing Aww. that because it's oh yeah yeah no 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 No, thank you um yeah yeah not not to be tmi but when i was having her do it i had to have her do it in my butt because i'm like i cannot look at sticking me with a needle that's reasonable uh i had fun telling the poker group that i had to take it up the ass overnight (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's okay. You can share your kink with us, Drew. It's fine. We're accepting. Oh, like, I mean, I think that, that I would, that's absolutely the way I would tell that. The fact that if that was, oh, yeah. I, would, I would, I think Kelly would probably say, like, we would shamelessly tell them, yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. I'm taking well, up <laughs> Your moment of truth that's is upon you. Because <laughs> your one point tie break question um, is, is prepared for you um you'll just message me your answer to the question it's going to be closest to the pin we're not doing prices right rules um your question is how many people survived the sinking of the titanic and no smart ass answer like everyone in the world except the people who were on it <laughs> damn it <laughs> like two billion so you said closest but not over closest to the pen you can go over to because okay. i'm not going to have someone who guesses one win this because the other person went over <laughs> it's like yeah one person guessing one the other person guesses one billion trying to cover in or cover in one on air yeah, yeah. Like, well, oddly close enough happened once when i did a tiebreaker it was like what's the high jump record and i get i missed it by like 20 centimeters when the other person guessed something like eight meters <laughs> so pole vault maybe yeah pole vault maybe on a recent tiebreak round, uh, this will make more sense to Kelly than Addie. Um, the question was closest to the pin. Um, how many miles does uh, I ninety five stretch? All of them. <laughs> oh, no, I uh, I was within nineteen miles. That's damn good. <laughs> well, because I've I've I I know the basically the distance between where I am in Jersey and Boston. I've also driven down to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. So like I knew that distance. So that covered a good chunk of it. And then I just estimated the the other two. Well, yeah, but but 95 goes like down through Florida. Like yeah. that's really long. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Within the other team was per- within like percentage wise. Yeah. I say percentage wise though, that's like Almost statistically insignificant, nineteen miles over the course of all of I ninety five. Yep, it goes it goes from Maine to Florida or some weird shit. 
the entire eastern seaboard is i-95 all right so we do have a winner because you guys did not give me the same numbers <laughs> that surprises me i feel like we probably would have given the same number Addie, how many people did you say survived the sinking of the titanic i guess a thousand i mean i know that the titanic wasn't all wasn't very big you think of the titanic was a huge cruise ship but like it wasn't city-sized like modern cruise ships are today it wasn't all that big because it didn't have all that many people on it. But if, and a large number of those people did make it off. But I still couldn't actually really work out. So I knew it was not in like the tens of thousands. But I, I possibly, I'm still probably out by a long, long way. But yeah, I said a thousand. Um, and Kelly? Yeah, I, I had no point of, like, I knew it wasn't a, a huge boat, but I had no clue how many people it held. All I know is that there weren't enough lifeboats. Uh, and there was plenty of room on that door for Jack. Um, so I said 150. All right, so we have 150 and a thousand, quite the range in there. Yeah. Um, so Titanic had an estimated 2,224 people on board when she struck the iceberg. Um, and there were 706 survivors. Nice job, Eddie. So by the math there, Addy, you get the tiebreak point and the win today. Wow. Nice job. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was very, very well played. That was uh, This has been a really, really fun game. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I see, I'm actually glad that the fact that the way that the way that actually worked out that I missed my last, that that last uh, literature question for me was, uh, was hard enough that the literature expert uh, wouldn't necessarily have known it either. And so it, it uh, but also my own bet, even despite my disastrous mistake there, it was ultimately material anyway. It all came real down to really whether Kelly was going to get the James Bond question. Um, yeah. It made for a more, much more exciting. She knows her and Dale. Oh, Dale's amazing. Dale's one of the greatest British. Music is my, is, is my way into James Bond, like almost exclusively. <laughs> well, if you're not a James Bond person, that's pretty much the only alternative questions you can really come up with. <laughs> the, James Bond, the music of James Bond is really, really good. There's iconic. There yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, this was a blast. Um, on your way out, do you have anything to say? Promote, um, Kelly? Why don't you go first? Uh, yeah. The day that we're recording, the the thirteenth of November, is World Kindness Day. Um, so my thing will be just be kind to one another. Um, if you're if you're waiting for a sign from the world, this is it. We love you. We're glad you're here. Um, and we wouldn't be the same without you. So just be kind to one another. Aww. It's a good message. Kindness goes a long way. Uh, and, you know, in the in the current world climate, I feel like there's not enough of it going around. Exactly. Uh, Addie, what do you have on your way out, buddy? Uh, I just want to say, yeah, thank you to Drew and Kelly for having me on. This has been absolutely amazing fun. I just want to shout out to uh, my two main online quiz teams, uh, Nowhere Social Distancing than the Atlantic Ocean, which Drew was technically the founder member. It was originally uh, me, Drew, and Vaughn Ward were the first of about 30 or 40 people who had played on that team at some point. Uh, and Encyclopedia Britannicant, my my uh, online quiz league <laughs> uh, UK team, which the name always gives that to me. Okay, you, the two of you teams... Um, have been keeping me uh, entertained and keeping me occupied for the last like two or three years of this pandemic, this new world order, whatever this thing is. And it's amazing. And also just like it, just like everybody's listening to this, like the whole trivia community generally, like we've really rallied around each other in these such difficult times when all our like our offline stuff, all our kind of livelihood, and we've created something online that was, it was already there to an extent, but now it's here to a much bigger and better extent. And at least some of that seems to be retained. And it's like all these sort of nation boundaries, like people from the UK and US and trivia committee are interacting with each other a lot more. And that's awesome. So it's all your fault, Eddie. Yeah. You are the bridge that brings us together. In a, in a sense that John Stitcher asked me, originally asked me like for names in the, in the online community, in the American community to reach out to get online OQL USA set up. And I gave him Steve Bannerman's name. I was possibly a factor in that. <laughs> I, I still need to dip my toes into OQL. I need a team. Nope. 
You're not going to do it. I'm I'm terrible at trivia. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not terrible at trivia. No, You're I'm, not terrible. And there's also there's online uh, there's individual and team games, and like I do both, and I sorry. I even I even say like I said like I play a mask. I play an uh, an an American pop culture based game, and somehow managed to win a game but only after getting absolutely smashed by much much better <laughs> well here here's the thing though like that's part of what i love about trivia like i won't even shy away from a game that's going to be in a category you know that i'm not good at like addy with american pop culture obviously not his thing but guess what part of us being trivia players is we're here to learn new things too so um yeah. that's why i i actually really enjoy hard games i like i'm you know, in the circles we run in, I'm very much a middle of the road trivia player, um, which, you know, isn't an insult to me. It's just a compliment to how many great freaking trivia players there are out there. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I never shy away from a competition just because I like learning. Um, I like this, the, buzz, the buzz you get from getting a question right, especially also if you're if you're playing in a subject which you're which isn't your weaker, isn't one of your strengths. And you get a question right, that just feels so amazing. Oh, it's glorious. Yeah. It's like when I when I do well, like when I when I manage to get questions right and like on American pop culture, like that feels that feels almost like more of an achievement when I'm doing so in the UK equivalent because like I'm more expected to know the UK stuff. Like I'm not yeah. expected. Yeah. Like I like I play in literally is twenty seven thousand players and it's like ninety five percent of them are based in North America. Yeah. So if I if I can win games in a, in a heavily American centric field. Yeah. That, that's, that's why that's why when you you when you when you try to say like uh oh you know i'm not i'm not you know as good a trivia player as people think i am I'm like yeah you are addy you just tend to play in a pool where the questions aren't your wheelhouse because you tend to play with american-centric people when you're on podcasts and things like that but uh you know um if, if you if you put me in uk-centric trivia I would perform much worse than you perform in US centric trivia. I think that's partially because more American stuff has permeated over to the UK than vice versa. That's true. That's true. That's a lot more UK yeah, trivia is like we have. Yeah. It doesn't, the flow doesn't always really flow the other way around to, yeah. to an extent. But also, you find that you can see from us saying this, like, trivia, the, better, the best trivia players, like, trivia players tend to be really humble. It's, it's 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 amazing that with a few notable exceptions, there's the a surprising <laughs> lack of the surprising lack of egos, the surprising lack of dubros. Like we yeah. have the perspective of all that I know is that I know nothing. Yeah. Like, the higher up chain you get, actually, the less egotistical people get, which is yeah. also in itself a comforting space to be in. I think it's it's the the love that we all have for learning, like it doesn't it's not a conducive environment for the dude bro yeah. who has to be the best at everything like we're we're here because we know that there's so much that we don't know 100% all right well it has been fantastic playing with you guys this morning um i will definitely have both of you back on in the future congratulations on your win today mr scrooge mcduck uh, oh, I'm sorry, Addy. That's your actual name. <laughs> You've been calling uh, me that for so many years that I just I, know. Like, I didn't even notice when you're calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, but yeah, I think I think I will put together an OQL team and uh, venture venture in. That would be amazing. I am going to try to talk you into it. So ah, ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> all right, I will catch you guys later. See you on the flip side. Alrighty, bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of Nerd Off. Tune in next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.